Namaste, my Readiness Grow podcast listeners. Thank y'all for tuning in to part two of Spiritual Enlightenment. I really hope y'all enjoyed part one of this podcast, and I really hope y'all enjoyed part two. We get in a little bit more detail about spiritual enlightenment and trauma, and yeah. So without further ado, guys, uh, make sure y'all follow our new co-host, on Real Let's Grow podcast at Ivory Smiles. And also thank y'all for thank y'all for streaming and thank y'all for hanging with us and more content on the way. We are gonna start being a bi-weekly podcast, which means the podcast episodes will get longer. Uh and we will incorporate music into these podcast episodes. So we hope y'all enjoy. If y'all have any suggested music, send it my way. Or send it to any of the co-hosts way. And we'll be happy to add it to our playlist. So, without further ado, guys, this is Red Let's Grow Podcast. I definitely agree with your with with your take on spiritual enlightenment. I, I definitely have to agree with that. I think it's definitely all about reaching your higher self and unlearning everything that you have been conditioned to learn and conditioned to believe. And told that you were and relearn exactly who you are and not even really in the flesh, you know, like it's like a a whole other plane of realizing just how divine and powerful you are. Like as a spirit being, I think I, I definitely want to get to a point where I like nothing, like I just understand and have compassion for everything that nothing bothers me. Like it's like, it's like water off my back because I know that people are just, suffering and people are hurting like everybody in the world is hurting you know and I think that spiritual enlightenment can help so many people if they would just tap into that energy if they knew how to tap into that energy and what was causing them to not be able to do so like I, I think that's just like the biggest thing that most people are is they feel inferior or intimidated by when somebody who's spiritually enlightened and insecurities. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And it's like they're like, oh well your light shines brighter than mine. I want mine to shine brighter than it. But I seen a post on Instagram that said, uh, we want to bring each other up. Who wants to just look at a sky full of black and just see one star in the sky? We want to see multiple stars in the sky that shine. Right. Right. And I feel I love that. We as people, we are pinned against each other that we're in competition with each other when life isn't a competition and it's not even like it's like we bake into a competition, which is why it's called the human race. Right. We categorize Yeah. Oh, that was powerful. Into being like we're like pinned against each other. I'm like, no, why are y'all doing this to like even it got to a point where black people are just like, oh, I'm light skinned, I'm brown skinned. I'm like, no. Yeah, uh, like, that irritates me. Like if you if you think about it, we're all we all originally came from the same DNA at one point in our life. Like we all came from the same. D- we are in a temporary state of what we used to be of our higher self. And right, absolutely. Ideal to unlock that potential and to tap into our our energy resources. Uh, NSO. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely.
I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I think that we're all spiritually connected. I think that the universe definitely sends us signs every day. It's just what we're willing to pay attention to. Like, I feel like synchronicities are real. Like, when you see numbers, when you see a random insect or, like, creature in your house or whatever, all of those things have meaning. Like, if you look up anything that happens to you out of the norm, it's directly reflected on what you're going through. It's insane how connected everything is. Even meeting random strangers or having conversations, like, nothing is nothing's an accident. Like, everything happens on purpose with purpose. I believe that. For real. I feel like our connection was, like, synchronicity as well, because yeah. it was like, okay, I see Brie. Okay, she posted <laughs> on my story. Okay. Was- yeah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. <laughs> What's crazy about that is I actually... This is the first year that I ever tapped in. Like I, I was going through a lot and I think it was around January of, of this year where I just reflected on my life and I was just like, wow, I'm, I'm the same place that I was like a whole year before and it made me angry. Yeah. And I, I ended up lashing out at my husband for no reason, like to the point where I, I felt like I wanted to hit him and he didn't do anything. I was just channeling and projecting my, my inner insecurities onto him. And I think it was at that moment where I, I was angry and he pointed it out like, you know, Hey, like, this is not you. Like you don't do this. We don't do this. It wasn't until that moment where I realized like, this wasn't me. Like, why was I angry? And I didn't want to be angry anymore. It was to the point where, and anytime I'm angry now, it doesn't make me feel good physically. Like, it makes, it literally makes me sick not to feel ha- anything other than happy. So it was like, you know, I need to find out what the root cause of my anger is. Yeah. And I dug deep and I researched and I looked for answers and it was the first time that I wanted something other than what I could see, like other than what was directly in front of me, because I could easily, you know, say, oh, this person did this or this person did that. But everybody is suffering in some way, shape or form. Like, you know, like it's, it sucks. Like, you know, if you get, if you meet a person on the road and you accidentally bump into them and they're just like, Oh, you effing idiot. Like they're channeling something that happened in their life. Something happened to that person to make them the way that they are today. Mm -hmm. And you have to have compassion for that person because you don't know what happened. I mean, that's no excuse for them to be rude, but at the same time, it's like, I can either channel this energy inside of me and let that affect my entire day, or I can be so spiritually awoke to understand that this person has gone through something to make them that way and have compassion for them and wish them healing because everybody needs that. And like, I totally agree. Like you saying that, uh, you just start, your husband started noticing stuff in you and that's like y'all's spiritual connection and that's kind of like 
mine and my girlfriend's spiritual connection because like to a certain point like to be honest I could say I never like truly loved myself like I always be yeah. like, felt like I was in comparison with somebody or always yeah. inferior that I was and me getting into like uh unlocking like the chakra gates and everything that I had to do some real soul searching and to be like to finally me being a Scorpio and people saying that I deal with my emotions internally, I had to go through and start initially start going through and be like, okay, Roscoe, what is really having a dick? What 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 is really like blocking your breakthrough? What's really put like keep back? And that's what I hate in life is being stagnant. So that's why I'm always constantly yeah. do stuff. Is that I'm like, okay. I don't like being here too long, so I need to do something different because it gives me a change of scenery. It gets me, it gets me energized. And when I feel stagnant, I feel like I'm just slowing down. And it reminds me of just being back at home in Oklahoma. And I'm just like, you wow, move, like you moved to Texas to pursue your career in art. And whether Texas is your final stop or just the breaking point of where you're gonna go that you're just going to have to just keep on pushing and you're just going to have to keep on moving, but you're going to, you're going to encounter some stuff. I've encountered so many spiritual things that I've never like actually talked to people about. Like I've had people who were like roommates with me and all that. And like either left, like we just left on bad terms or just like we don't talk for it. It's just kind of, gets to a point where you just be like dang why are all these people living my life and like I just have to sit there and just reflect like reflect on myself like just being like is there something that you did I'm like yeah but it just could have been a time for like God trying to be like okay you need separation for yourself and I've come to realize that at one point in life that I was afraid to be alone but I wanted to be alone I kept pushing right oh yeah but I also wanted people in my life to be like are you okay Roscoe like Mm -hmm. I was gonna see if something that extra mile to be like are you okay like normally you're not this type of person and like you don't normally like push people out your life I like started pushing family and everything and I was like you know what I just want to be secluded I just want to be to myself because it's just easier that way. Nobody gets hurt. I don't get hurt. And that was just my wall. That was just wow. like, okay, nobody can look in, but I can look out and just be like, okay, this is how it's just going to be. But over time I met some genuine people and they begin to like, allow me to like break down those walls of like being happy, being fine with who I am, just being, just being my artistic and just being my blunt self, like people know I don't say stuff that I don't mean. So when I say it, right. I either mean it in a funny way or I mean it in a way for you to like help yourself. Like I see something that you might not see. And I'm not trying to say it to like offend you or make you seem I'm coming at you like shade or something like that. But I'm right straight because that's what I'm observing. I'm a sign of observing and watching people in their natural habitat. So it's just kind of like I'm going to just point it out to you now that that's just on your part, but hopefully you appreciate it afterwards. So 
I think you being true and authentic to yourself is powerful because not a lot of people are able to tap into being themselves. Like sometimes people feel like they have to be someone else and other and otherwise, you know, they're gonna not be accepted. Yeah. Like and it's sad. Exactly. Yeah, that's absolutely right. We're all on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that because we're all looking at celebrities' lifestyle and be like, I want this lifestyle. I want uh-huh. it's like this. All of that. Like, you never see like a group of people. Like, you just see somebody by themselves. You always see them like in a group. They're like, everyone's trying to like front throw themselves out and like pump their own chest more. Like, basically, like peacock themselves more. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when they're by themselves, it's kind of like they like swoop. Back. So it's like, what happened to you? that person that was like all flashed a few minutes ago? Then that's like, Right. In a gray, just walking them on the side, crowd of gray. Exactly. I even felt once wow. family, like, I felt like I was not necessarily in competition, but I was always the black sheep of the family. Like, on both sides of the family, I was the invisible characteristics. And so people see me and they're like, oh, Roscoe really don't talk. Or Roscoe's still I, the same person whenever he was growing up. So I'm like, okay. Like, but now people don't get to see this side of me. People don't get to see my opinions and stuff like that because it's always been like oh well i gotta keep quiet because you might not like what i say and and sometimes that's why i have my protective filter because i know some people who can handle it and some people who can't handle it the people who there are the people who appreciate me and like roscoe you never changed you never switched up on me and you always kept it 100 exactly like that that's me like i'm I'm not going to change for anybody like i don't care if you got like all the money in the world to like pay me. I'm not gonna change for anybody. Like, like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I. <laughs> it's funny because I I don't think I ever really used to stand up for myself because every time that I did something bad would always follow, <laughs> um, and it was just like the way of life for me. And I think that that made me angry um it made me made me feel like no one cared I, I don't think I ever felt validated or seen or heard you know growing up and I think that I internalize that so when certain things happen or like people say certain things that that trigger me it just triggers my my inner childhood trauma and then I project that onto other people and it took me so long <laughs> to even realize that it took me 28 years to even realize where I was and what kind of person it was making me I was becoming better I was becoming withdrawn I didn't want to talk to anybody like I I didn't want to be bothered like it was just like oh yeah I'll talk to you later and then you never hear from me ever again <laughs> and my fallback game was so strong like you know if if you did something to hurt me I wouldn't tell you. I would just never talk to you again. And that was just, and I was okay with that. I was okay with not having to deal with my emotions until it exploded. Right. And oh, for me, like all the bullet points, I'm like, dang, like that. I'm just like looking in like the mirror. You start going ghost, like you don't see us again. And it's like, well, that's. And it's funny because it's a t- like almost a two way mirror. That's how it's. Yeah. That's how Gemini feels. Like, like I can understand. Yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, like more like a one way mirror where everybody sees. Yeah, we only see our, but no one can really see inward. Yes. Like. 
both on this side of the mirror and then it's just like looking out towards other people like what everything that you said was just spot on it's it it uh it, it's ooh. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it, i mean i think it was at that point where i was just like okay like i need to find a way like because I wanted to go to therapy and I was just like, oh, you know, maybe if I go to therapy and talk about my problems, you know, I'll feel better. But therapy costs money and you have to have health insurance and, and all that other stuff. And at the time I was just like, I don't have money for this. How, how can I do this on my own? How can I heal myself? And I just started looking up hashtags on, on Instagram and, um, you know just finding spiritual things and and it it sounds dumb like the, I think the first person that I found was the holistic psychologist and she was talking about childhood trauma mm-hmm. and how it really does affect you as you get older like every argument that we have with someone is something based off of something that happened to us when we were younger whether it be something with family, whether it be something that happened at school, whether it be something that happened with friends, somebody that you dated, anything can create these these things that we condition ourselves to believe. So if somebody hurts us, we condition ourselves to believe that, hey, we need this guard up because this person hurt us, I'm never letting that happen again. That's a That's a trauma. You know what I'm saying? So when we get into arguments or we do something like that, we're just projecting. That's all we're doing. And the best way to get out of that is to see yourself and observe the the child in you because there's there's still that young kid inside of you that still wants to be seen, that still wants to be heard, that still wants to be validated. And she had this meditation where um, you had to close your eyes and go back to your childhood home and walk around and hold your, hold your, your younger self's hand and walk through the house and, and leave the house and then hug your, hug your little self and say, you know, you're loved, you're, you're seen, you're heard, you're exactly where you're supposed to be and all of this stuff. And I ended up doing the, um, the exercise. And when I woke up, I cried. It was, definitely life-changing <laughs> for sure to be able to go back to yourself and tell your younger self things that you've never heard oh, like you're you know I was like really needed that like because because if I would have known as much as I know now I would want to go back and like tell myself like yeah okay like everything that you endured all the pain all the suffering all the it's kind of like going like, back and saying hey life is going to swing a lot of punches just Keep that smile and keep your head up. Just know everything. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It it was powerful. Like I, you know, and then I started getting into um I think that <laughs> I looked into numerology and I, I typed in, you know, my name. There's like a whole website that pretty much talks about you and based off of the Pythagorean theorem or theory theory, I think. Pythagorean theory. There we go. Jesus. <laughs> um, but um, based off of all of that stuff, and so I typed in my name and my birthday, and they were just pretty much hitting the nail on the head when it came to how I was and what I was going through and, and all of this stuff. And sometimes you read stuff and you're like, whoa, that's creepy. But 
You know, you don't think anything of it, but everything was linking to me. Like it was like, hey, you know, this is your year to shift shift gears. Like this is this is what you're going through. This is why you're going through that. You know, you're a humanitarian. This is why you're an empath. You're this, you're that. And I'm just like, whoa. And then from there, it branched off into astrology. And um, I got really interested in finding out my birth time and looking up all of that information. And once again, nail on the head. It was creepy to see something tell you about your life. And it's, and you're just like, how, how, how is this, like, how is this possible? But I feel like astrology to me is more of a guide. Like, it's like, you know, hey, this is how you are. This is why you are the way that you are. But spiritual enlightenment is reaching beyond what anything tells you because you're bigger than what anything tells you. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all like so divine and so connected. Like, I think the first time, the first spiritual experience I had this year was, um, I went to Amscott to, to like cash a check or something and this lady came up to me and she didn't really speak English well, but she was saying that she was homeless. She didn't have anywhere to go. Um, she was living like behind the building and she had a kid and like, she was just like, please anything. And something in me was just like, help her, help her. So I went in the car and I was like, hey, babe, do we have any coins? And he was like, no. And I was like, yes, we do. So I, I got the coins and it was maybe about $5 worth of quarters. And I gave it to her and I was like, this is all I have right now. And then she just started crying and she was like, thank you. And then I gave her a hug and then I was just like, everything's going to be okay. And then she just, she just started like crying and then she left and then I went inside and I just started crying and I was just like oh my gosh like like it's crazy like everybody out here is struggling all you can do is have compassion for people like it's I think I've gotten to a point where like you know like people are going to say whatever they want to say about you people are going to have their own opinion about you people are going to say oh this person ain't this or this person ain't that and it's just like you can you can say whatever because really whatever you're saying is a reflection of you. Like how I perceive that is an awareness of myself. So it's like, if I'm triggered by something that you're saying, why? What in me makes me triggered at what you're saying? Versus, you know, you know, versus me getting upset about it and me blaming someone else. Like, it's really hard. When you're in the moment, I think it's really hard to keep those things in mind. Yes. Oh my God. I think that. But, <laughs> but it's definitely like a a process, I guess. If you tell yourself, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna indulge in that. I'm bigger than that. It's not connected to my destiny. It's not connected to anything that. It's not connected to my higher self. It has nothing to do with me. Exactly. And if you keep, if you keep saying that every day, like eventually it'll just become a lifestyle. At least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> this is why you got manifester in your bio. <laughs> I try. I'm gonna put this in my notes. I was like, <laughs> but for real, for real, like, what do you feel like? Not getting off topic or anything, because that this that 
that that was <laughs> that, that hit that hit thank you what do you feel like the biggest part about being an empath is because i feel like i can feel people's emotion like especially yeah close to me i can feel their like naturally you can tell when like people's body language and stuff like that but you when you sense their aura or when you sense like something is unbalanced like within exchanging them changing their pressure like yeah them being next to me it's it, yeah you can feel it like when did you notice that you were like an empath or when did you notice that you could i think i've you know i think i've always felt that i just didn't know what it was called until this year I, see. I think that it's always been i've always picked up on other people's energy which is why i easily adapt to others is because i pick up on whatever energy they're giving and usually what's crazy to me too is if i because i like everyone like i don't i don't think that there's well there is but i don't think that usually i don't go up to somebody i'm just like is like i don't like you like i'm i'm generally like I like everyone. So if I don't like you, there's something wrong. And so if I meet somebody and I see them and I don't even have to be around them in person, I'll see this person and something in me is like, there's something off about them. Okay. So I'm not the only one who does that because I can, my perception of people is just like, I'll watch people for a good five to 10 seconds. And that's all I need. And I can instantly like, something's off about you and my energy won't allow me to like get close to you or into my my home of like like where I stage and all that stuff Mm -hmm. like yeah you really just throwing a fit right now if if I invite you like something's going on here I think for me I kind of got that or it kind of helped me in the sense of like at work because like sometimes I'd be serving and like, we'll have this one family come in, and just, like, me walking them from, like, see them walking from the front door, I start instantly being, like, I don't want that table. And as soon as wow. said, like, five minutes later, they come to me, like, I fucking hate that table. <laughs> and I'm, like, <gasps> wow. Like, everything, like, everything city they are. Like, we have weapons. We have people that did, like, other things as well. Like, when people order, like, more than one drink, it's, like, we all know you're going to drink that one glass. And then actually, we first for the whole table, but the other place falls to the ice melts. Where, like, that we can give, like, a pass. But then it's, like, they're, like, arguing amongst each other. They're, like, being really disrespectful. And it's, like, all hateful and all, like, this other, like, darkness and stuff. And it's just, like, I just, like, I feel bad that I pick that off just by looking at them. And then as soon as I walk past them, like, yeah, I was right. And I feel bad. You better be glad you can't walk around with Florida. But you, oh, that's crazy. So you, like, know, like, even before you know. <laughs> like, that's crazy. And it's, like, oh, something's not good. Right. but I feel that too like I can feel that internally like I'll be at peace like a whole good week and then all of a sudden it just something in me changed like the energy is about to shift or it's about to move in a certain way it's going to be uncomfortable for a while but just know it's not especially when it retrograde happens and stuff oh yeah we have that to look forward to on the 31st you said what have that to look forward to on the 31st yeah. but i feel like i don't know why i feel like it's gonna be good because like i'm used to yeah, it is. my comfort zone 
and I'm like, okay, this like tomorrow starts Scorpio season, so I'm like, I understand there's there's a little shakiness in Scorpio season in the beginning part, but I feel like I experienced all that Libra season when November hits. It's just I'm like, I know it's my birthday. I celebrate. I'm like, hey, we just go. I'm just gonna go with it. Whatever life throws at me. I know that I'm living in the present and I'm just kind of happy with living in the present. Yeah. And you're in your season. So everything is just going to happen. Good for you. You're in your season. I'm like, but then I'm just kind of like, I know normally during my birthday, I think that's why I started automatically. Like it's the energy for me switches. Cause normally like from, being like 21 22 and back like my birthday has nothing has not been anything special to me like i wouldn't wow. have to like be like oh let's let's throw roscoe on a surprise party kind of been like oh it's just my birthday i get a phone call from favorite members and i just go about my day like nothing else special has been planned exactly <laughs> my god right. you know what's sad i i feel the same way actually <laughs> I think the older you get, it's just kind of like, okay. <laughs> it's just like a reminder that you're getting older, and it's just, you know. True. Very true. But then I always, like, compare it to just being like, oh, I should be doing something. But to be honest, I'm, like, getting to a point where I was like, you know what, Roscoe? You don't even have to be doing anything. Just, like, you and, like, the very people that you hold dear, like, even then – but it's more of like, I think it was like when I tried to plan something it's and I'm in the planning stuff, people wouldn't show up. But then they would want me to reciprocate that energy when. Oh, that's fine. Part of me wants to put that disconnect of no, like, I'm not going to put my energy into somebody that's half ass putting energy into me. Like, this is the season of everybody's cups getting filled type deal. Like, right, but that's okay. Like, I mean, when it comes to, like, what you want to give your energy out to, if you don't feel like giving your energy out to that, you can say no and not even have to explain why. Especially if your intentions behind why you don't want to go is pure. It doesn't have to be pure to them, but if it's pure to you, that's all that matters. I think what irritates me about our generation sometimes is that how easily offended everybody is. And, I mean, I I understand that has a lot to do with how everyone was raised and what everybody went through but it's like you know as adults it's kind of our responsibility to find out what that root cause is and find out how we can work to heal that area in ourselves like I my gosh like I you know like I I have a lot of healing to do in a lot of areas um same here, because that's what yeah. S is about. It's about growing as artists, growing as spiritual beings. It's right. Much community. Right, exactly. Yes, absolutely. So my question to you, I was going to ask you, what was your, what was you guys' first um, spiritual experiences? Mm, my spiritual experience, I feel like I've always been spiritual. I just know until I got older of just like different energies and like different spirits that people carry with them and because like growing up my family was always like religious 
but they were like I grew up in like a black Christian home and and for those who know it's just like you it's kind of like strict like military type deal you ain't you ain't hanging out with this person you ain't doing this and and we gotta go to church some part of me started was actually right like sometimes she would be like oh you don't need to go hang out with those people like and maybe it was her spirit that was like a discernment of just being like no you shouldn't do that you shouldn't do that and I felt like that's what kind of raised me in my discernment in my spirit is to like if I want to go do something with friends and my spirits is earning me like "Mm, maybe you shouldn't go or stuff start happening and that's like my signal of just like maybe you weren't meant to go to this maybe there's something that's going to happen and you don't need to go and I just kind of took it at that and but like just being like a spiritual I feel like I'm still in count like still growing more in the spiritual aspect but I get the the aspect of like the spiritual like I'm still mm, not necessarily experimenting. I'm still tapping in to that spiritual mm-hmm. side and being more yeah. alert to it. Yeah, same here. When did you realize like when was it the first time that you realized that an experience that you had was a spiritual one? So like for example, like I'm sure that, you know, throughout our lifetime, we've had a lot of spiritual experiences that we don't remember because we didn't even realize it. (laughs) But now that you're in the state that you're in, when you think back in your past, what was an experience that was, could have probably been super spiritual to you had you realized it at the time? I want to say probably my dreams. Because normally, now, currently, I don't dream as much because I don't get enough sleep to wipe into that deep cycle of sleep. Wow. Going to sleep as a kid. And I I would have like weird things that would happen. Like I remember I was in a half state of like being deep asleep and then waking up suddenly and waking up like in a bunk bed and seeing like a black cloak figure. The room's already black. It was blacker than that. And you just wow. would be red skull eyes. And I'm just like, Wait. what is going on here? Don't say shit like this, bro. No, I'm so serious. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, I have never told anybody. I, I probably told my about this. And it was just creepy because I was like, as soon as I seen it, like, I made eye contact with it. His eyes lit up and then went dim. And then I put my head down and then woke back up and turned on the TV and it was gone. I was like, what is really going on? Like, Whoa! So were you lucid dreaming? Probably, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Wow, that's terrifying. Very. I have a few like this, but like the one I remember was the most like powerful and like scary to me. I would say, but I don't know if it was like a warning. But like, okay, so it was when I was living in an apartment complex, and it was a two bedroom. And keep in mind, it's three of us, like me and my brother, my two brothers, then my mom. So me and my okay. other and like I usually keep the room light on, but this night I guess my other brother went in after me, like turned everything off. And I had this moment like you wake up rent suddenly, like in the middle of the night, and I'm just like, okay, so I'm up. 
I don't know why I'm up, but I'm no like something's like always like happens whenever you like wake up in the middle of the night for like unknown reasons. And yeah. Looking around the room, I noticed there's like this really, really bright light, like basically like think of someone like reflecting something off of a mirror, but mm-hmm. it's like pointing towards you. It's like really like a huge flash of light in the middle of the room. So I'm like oh. right here, but everything's completely dark. The blinds is closed. Like even the street lights outside of the window are off. So I'm like, where's this source of light coming from? Mm-hmm. And what really started to get to me was like, I started to feel really, really cold. Like it was like a slowly rose from my toes, and then like slowly went up to my chest. And at this moment, I was like, if I like, I feel like it just got really scary. Like it got closer and closer to my throat, and so like I'm like really starting to get to a panic mode. It's like getting really cold. So finally, like I got into myself, like I need to move or like do something that carry like a second set of light. And then as soon as I, like, I moved away or moved something, like that other sense of light is like gone. I turned on the TV. I'm like, okay. So something's not right. For real. Oh, my goodness. You, you know that's, what? Podcast. That's some supernatural stuff. Yeah. Like, that's, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Aren't you terrified? The goosebumps were still there to, like, until, like, I fully got up. I'm like, okay. I'm, like, hyperventilating. Like, I'm just... Like hard, like starting full on, like full on panic mode. I'm like this. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is terrifying. Yeah. I think I, I don't think I've ever. Well, I said, like I don't know what it's called, but like it, it's like if I if I thought that something would happen when I went to sleep, like it would. So like for example, every time I would close my eyes. Um, my eyelids would get heavy, like super heavy where they wouldn't open and my ears would start ringing and my body would become numb and I wasn't able to move anything. It was like my brain was still going and it was up, but my body wasn't. And that is scary. Like, (laughs) and if I thought about it, like before I went to sleep, it would happen. And like sleep paralysis to a certain extent. I, I guess so. Like, like it would feel like I'm I'm trying to scream, but like nothing would happen. I would force myself to open my eyes, and nothing would happen. And it feels like I'm moving, but my body's staying straight, and it's terrifying. Like I haven't had that happen in a long time, but like that was really terrifying. Around that time, were you like going through like a lot of stress? Because that's the main one of the main causes of sleep paralysis. Yeah, I probably was. <laughs> to be honest, I most likely was. Um, because a lot of things tend to happen to my body when um, I'm under a lot of stress. So that is probably accurate. <laughs> that's unfortunate. But I think the first spiritual experience I think I I remember. Um, was something as small as a Katie did. And if you don't know what that is, it's like a green, it looks like a cricket, but it doesn't at the same time. It looks creepy, Um, but it's green. And it was on our um, apartment door like years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember seeing it and I was like, wow, that's terrifying. But we didn't want to bother it because we didn't want it to fly on us. So (laughs) we were just trying to like brush in the house and get in or whatever and um around that time we were thinking about breaking lease to move in with some friends and um 
I was just like, okay, yeah, let's let's move in. And so we broke lease and we moved in with these people. And these people seemed like they had their stuff together. You know, they had a two bedroom and they weren't using the other room and they were barely ever home. And I worked with one of the girls and, you know, they were like, oh, you know, it would be great if I had a roommate. And their rent was like relatively, well, it was expensive at the time. It was like 720 something. Um, but our rent was like five, so split in half. I was like three twenty-five, woo, or whatever the math is for that. And I was just like, great. Um, so we moved in, and then a while after we moved in, the Katie did popped up on their door. Ooh. And this time, um, I guess uh, the, the guy that we were living with, their their names were um, well, it was Brittany and Andre. Mm-hmm. And Andre saw the bug, and he took the bug and he killed it. And then bad things started happening, mm-hmm. and and she got pregnant, and and they couldn't keep up their half of the rent, and they wanted us to take them everywhere because they didn't have a car, and and then our lights got turned off, and and it was just it was a disaster, and something around that time made me want to look that bug up. And I was like, that's weird. Cause this is the second time we've seen this bug and it's not a common bug. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's not common. So I, I looked it up and the bug signifies change yeah. and, and relocation and, and, and transformation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's creepy because these people killed it and <laughs> bad things are happening. And it was it was creepy at the time. And I mean, I I mean I was just like, oh whoa, that's creepy. What a coincidence. But like like I said, nothing's a coincidence. Like everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at the time, if I knew what I know now, I would have taken heed <laughs> to the warning. Um, but you know, everything happens with purpose on purpose, so. For real. Yeah. So, uh, another question. When did you okay. your spiritual side start to grow? Like when you start getting more in tune and tapping in to for our listeners who may be listening to today's podcast? Definitely this year. Um, I started in January around the time where I was like losing it. And I was just like, okay, I can't afford therapy. What can I do? And I ended up finding the holistic psychologist who talked about um, journaling Mm -hmm. um, and doing a future self journal where you ask yourself questions every day and then you write daily affirmations to yourself and how you want to grow and what patterns you want to change. And it's something that you have to dedicate yourself to doing every day. If you want to see change, you have to write it down. Like writing your, in your journal is like a, is a manifestation spell in itself. You're writing out what it is that you want to change and you're putting it out into the universe. So it's like, it's something that's definitely beneficial to do. And so I was just like, whatever, you know, I, I'll try anything once. And I'll, I'll keep it up. I'll do I'll do 30 days. And that was my original thought. And I was just like, oh, you know, I'm just going to do 30 days. And around that time, um, I was looking heavily into chakras. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, I want to learn more about it and how I can align my chakras 
because I used to take, I used to do yoga and like back in high school and I didn't realize how much I loved doing that. So I was just like, oh, you know, let's look up chakras and I got interested in healing myself and, and learning that if you meditate, um, meditation in itself heals so many different things and aligning your chakras heals so many different things. Like, and it's, and I'm just like, ooh, I want to try this. And so I started, I started doing everything. I, I, in the morning, I would wake up at five nineteen every day. It, it was like my body would wake up at that time every day, and I would take my medicine. I would uh, write in my journal. After I write in my journal, I would do yoga. Um, after I did yoga, I would meditate, and I would do it every day. And it got to a point where, oh, and another thing I started doing too was speaking nicely to myself. Oh, yeah. Um, that, I think, I had somebody yell at me, actually, because I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm so stupid. Like, I, it's just natural instinct for me to say that. Like, obviously, I don't think I'm stupid, but, like, I think that, you know, I slip up every now and again. But, you know, your body doesn't know the difference. Yeah. Like, your subconscious doesn't know the difference when you say that. So it's like, you know, anyways, I was like, oh, you know, I'm so stupid. And the guy I was talking to was like, no, you're not. Don't say that about yourself. And I mean, he was angry <laughs> like that I said that. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't realize that I, that I hit a nerve there. And then I thought about it. And it's like, you know, I seen this Instagram post that was like, you know, would you speak to your, like, someone who was 13 years old, would you speak to your 13-year-old self, like, the way that you speak to yourself now? Uh-oh. And I was like, no. I, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, and it, it made me think about it, and I was just like, wow, every time I look in the mirror, it's really, I'm doing this for my, my childhood self. I'm doing this for the little girl who thought five years from then would be someone fanatic, like someone famous or someone who had their life together, someone happy. I want to do something for that child because I owe that to myself and I owe that to that little girl. And I think it hit me then. And I think one of the things that I was looking up is I, I started getting curious about God and I was like, what's God's name? Like, where did God come from? Like, what is God? And so I started looking up all of that stuff and, and finding the direct correlation. And I think one of the things that stood out to me the most was um, they were talking about um, the different times that the Bible tells you that God lives inside of you. Mm-hmm. God is in you. Mm-hmm. So, and then I think about namaste, which is I bow to the divine in you. And I look at all of these different things and how they're all connected to a divine source. God is a divine entity. God lives inside of us. We are all divine children. We are all connected. We are all brothers and sisters. Like, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And it was like my entire mindset shifted. (laughs) Oh, my God. You just hit me like a ton of bricks because normally... I'm like, namaste, and welcome to Renderless Growth. But the fact that you just hit me with that and just, <laughs> just hit me up, it's like, oh! 
prepared. Very ill prepared. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, man. Like that's I think it hit me then. And what's crazy is um I was doing my yoga around that time and towards the end of it, um you uh you sit with your hands at heart center mm-hmm. with your legs crossed and she said um, there's a place inside of you where the entire universe dwells. That place is of love, happiness, and something else. I don't remember. And then she said, when you are in this place and you, and I am in this place and me, we are one. Namaste. And I almost remembered all of it. And <laughs> I was like, wow, like, it's just, it's powerful how. Like you can, you can take something so simple as loving someone and having compassion for someone else, and it changes your entire mindset. Like every day in the morning, I would get up and I would be like, I tell myself, "Hey, good morning," you know. Thank you, God, for waking me up. You know, thank you, spirit guides and ancestors, for guiding me. You know, and. And, and look at myself in the mirror and tell myself that I'm enough, I'm seen, I'm heard. And when I write down daily affirmations, I tell myself the same thing. And it seems redundant. And I started doing this thing where every time I wanted to complain about something, I would stop, I would breathe, I would, and I would say, thank you, universe, for the experience. Yeah. And that's all I would say. That is, that's and I, I kept doing that every, every time, every time. And if I slip up, I'll correct myself immediately. And I'll be like, thank you, universe, for the experience. Thank you, God, for the experience. And my mindset started shifting. Oh, yeah. And it was crazy. And I'm telling you, like, it was the most awake I've ever been in my life. Like even now, like I feel like I'm I'm working on getting back to that that point <laughs> in myself because I feel like I'm there, but I also have kind of gotten off track a little bit um, with my spiritual journey. Um, but um, I was just I was in the zone like around that time. I was just like, but I felt alone because when you're when you're on a whole different frequency or vibration than other people, you start to notice what everybody else is talking about, what everyone else in your circle has been saying, what you allow yourself to be around, and it hurts. And it's like, you know, you like you talk to other people and they always have something negative to say. And you're just like, wow, that's a reflection of me. For real. Like, this is what I've been spending time with. This is what I've been allowing in my life. And, or you, you know, you see other people struggling and it, it wakes you up in a way where you kind of weren't prepared for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wasn't expecting to go through this on my own. And then when you get to a certain point, you want to include other people and you're like, oh yeah, you know, you got to wake up too. You know, hey, hey, meditate with me. Hey, do this with me. And you have to realize that other people are not on the same journey as you. Like, not everybody is going to be on the same wavelength or the same mindset as you. Everybody has to go through their stages. Everybody is exactly where they're supposed to be at this moment in time. Even if we think for them they're not, they are. They're exactly where they're supposed to be for character development. So it's like, you know, when you want to include someone else and they're like, oh, I'm not there yet. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. 
I don't want to hear the spiritual stuff. I don't want to, like, you know, you have people that aren't willing to hear anything other than what they think of. But that doesn't have anything to do with you. Like, that has everything to do with them. And I think the hard part in transitioning over is having that compassion for those other people. And I think that's an area of myself that I'm still healing, is having compassion for a lot of things. <laughs> oh, but that's, that's real stuff. Like, I mean, I know I like to seek compassion in other people, and I'll keep doing it. And yeah. that's where people take my kindness for this is because I show so much compassion towards humanity. But to a, a certain extent, it just gets to a point where I was like, you know what? After the second or third try, Roscoe, like, you just got to cut it right there. I was like, maybe it's not meant for you to explain it to them. Maybe they got to experience it on their own and have their own journey. Because, like, when you have your journey, it's something personal. It's something that yeah, it is. That, that you're like, okay, I want to do this because I feel like this would be better for me than to keep doing what I'm actually doing. So it's like, absolutely, you just got to like the universe is going to push them in that right direction. Maybe they're not meant to cross paths with you right then and there, but eventually y'all's paths will cross again. Just like everybody in this universe has life has passed or interchanged. Yeah. Kind of like that one thing with Kanye and Kim. Kim was like, well, Kanye, just because you're going through this emotional, spiritual awareness, doesn't mean I am. Right. I saw that and she's, she's absolutely right. I mean, if she doesn't want to be on that path, and it's not really, she's not there yet. Right. You know, and I think the hardest part is accepting that, mm-hmm. like being on the the end receiving part of that and being okay with the fact that this person is not where you are. And if you're not okay with it, then it's something to look within yourself and be like, okay, do I still want this person here with me? Because you can have compassion for somebody and not really, you know, let them be in your immediate circle. And it's like, I I think that's an area of myself that I'm kind of, I'm kind of working on more is knowing, like, who is, who's the right person to be in my circle. And like I said, usually when I meet people, I I almost always know, almost always. Or usually they give me signs within the first <laughs> few weeks of knowing them if this person is going to be a beneficial factor in my life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, even though I know the answer, if it's bad, I still give these people the benefit of the doubt because in my mind, for some reason, I tend to only see the best in people. I'm like, okay, I know that this person just, you know, strike one. I know that this person just showed me, you know, a piece of who they are, but, you know, they're healing, you know, they're just going through some things. It's okay. Right. You know, they're going to grow out of that and learn. You know- and then when it happens again, it's just kind of like, okay. <laughs> for real, for real. Like, I experienced that so many times. But I want to say, like, what you said, that that little bit that you said that you feel like, that compassion for and just giving people a chance i feel like that's the god within everybody is yeah it is that we're like god sat there and like all his disciples were somebody of like a, a thief uh like just all of that within he yeah he didn't discriminate 
and still was like, you know what? I still have hope for these people and for him to like make them or for him to make them his disciples and to be like, these are my people. That's like where people were, and I'm going to say it, where Christians dismantled the Bible to kind of be like, oh, you you can't hang out with this people. Like, I understand, like, spirit is like spirit, but. Yeah, I was always confused about that. Like, you know, like if I thought the main principle of Christianity, because I was, when I was growing up, I was raised Christian. Exactly. Um, but I, one of the things that always confused me was how easily it is to discriminate against people who don't believe in the religion. Like, it's our job to love thy neighbor. It's not our job to judge them for, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it didn't make sense to me why why it's okay to do certain things, but then it's not okay to do certain other things. Like, if we're going to live by... If we're going to live by the word, live by that. It's a lifestyle. It's a guide. Just like, you know, you have other people who are, who, who come from different countries that have different belief systems. Exactly. Like if somebody came over here, you know, and they're like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a yogi, you know, I'm a Buddhist, I'm whatever. That's great. Because at the end of the day, they all lead up to the same source. Exactly. Like, it's like you know, it doesn't matter. Why does that matter? What they believe in. Like, if it's making them a better person at the, at the end of the day and acknowledging that we're all divine creatures and we're all connected in one way, shape, or form, that's the ultimate message. Exactly. Oh, my God. I'm glad somebody in this world... <laughs> Because I was, for the longest, I was like, I feel like I'm not necessarily Christian. I feel like, but then, I'm a believer of Christ, but I'm also like a believer of like, that all forms of religion are based off one. one. Yeah, like, I'm like, some of, yeah, the filtered down, like, think of like a pyramid of like, cups or, or champagne glasses and you're pouring from the top that's the right I, but the religion is set up it flows like people filter out what they want to keep and what they don't want to keep into other right other glasses get overfilled by their belief system when everybody should be just paying attention to that main glass up there right exactly the main thing the main message and I, I think I would consider myself to be a spiritualist. I think that all religions are valid. I think if it, at the end of the day, makes you a better person and you get the ultimate message, which is to be a caring person and love thy neighbor and don't be a douchebag and make horrible decisions and to reach your higher self and to know that God lives in you, then that's great. It doesn't matter. Like, I think that, you know, I I just want there to be more love mm-hmm. and more compassion for others who aren't the same. I think the natural reaction for society is when people don't understand something, it becomes a negative. 
they're just like, ah, oh, I would never, like, I don't understand it. It's like you're upset because you don't understand. It's like it's it's not up to you to, you know, it's just like the shade room, for example. You look into the shade room and, you know, you read the comments on a lot of these pictures. And these pictures, half the time, are just people, you know, living their lives. And then you see comments and they're just like, oh, you know, <laughs> this person got a big old head. Or, you know, like somebody somebody saying something negative, <laughs> like, about that person. And it's funny, you like, I was mentally over here sitting and thinking, like, we all want love, but we don't show love to ourselves. Right, right. So how can we express love to other people if we don't truly love ourselves? And that is powerful. The fact that we upload pictures of ourselves to be liked by other people or to be down-talked by other people. Just to wait for validation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't need anybody's validation of love but your own and what your parents or, like, whoever you consider that over you like who just raised you or like whether that been internally or externally like that love that you were given to grow into the person that you are like come on now let's exactly that part oh that was so important it's like you you know you have to be selfish before you can be selfless like if you don't love yourself then how can you give something that you haven't learned to give yourself to others? Exactly. And I feel like that's why when I was like tapping into my heart chakra, that was the most experience right there. That was where all the crying had to happen right there for me. Was yeah. And forgiving myself for putting myself through that type of stuff and yeah. being negative about myself. It was like, dang, I was like, Roscoe. You you gotta you gotta do better. If you knew better, you do better. I'm like yeah, let's grow. Let's let's get through it. And now it gets to a point where I'm just happy with myself, and I love myself. And I'm like, you know what, Roscoe? Today's a new day. Uh, today's another day to love yourself in a different way. I mean, <laughs> I think that, like, like the best way to start your day is showing gratitude to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, even before you go to sleep, I, that's one thing that I've been, I need to start practicing doing more, is going to bed with a positive mindset. Mm-hmm. Usually, I, um, I'll do, like, a nightly journal if I remember and if I'm not too tired. But if I don't, I try to go to sleep with a positive affirmation Mm -hmm. so you know like tomorrow's going to be an amazing day if i slipped up and messed up during the day i try to celebrate the small victories like how quick is my recovery time from when i did get upset or i did get triggered at this one thing how quick was my recovery time then you know i try not to be so hard on myself because you know we're going to get that every day like from other people wouldn't it be nice to like be your own cheerleader and to actually be nice to yourself? I mean, I have to live with myself more than anybody else has to live with me. So it's like, I, I want to love like the house that I'm in, <laughs> which is, you know, my, my shell. Like I'm, I'm so much more powerful than that. And I want to be able to like share that and, and help others, you know, want to heal themselves or inspire others to want to heal themselves. 
because I feel like that matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? One hundred, one hundred, and this is why I wanted you to come on the podcast and and like talk because I was like, you know what? We haven't had like a full blown conversation with each other. Yeah. For us to like just connect like this was just something that was divine timing. Oh yeah, it was. It's like I don't have class or anything. And part of me like the forecast that you've been sending me have been spot on on just like being like free and just living free. And good. Just, it's been like hitting nails on the head and just be like, you know what, Roscoe? Just live in the moment, live in the present. Don't think too much about things because when I think too much about things, then that's when I change up things and then I scrap the whole idea and I'm like, I understand that's my creative process and that's probably how I work. But sometimes right. you just got to keep that in order to know where you grew from. And it's like the saying goes, you can't forget where you came from. Right, absolutely. So that's just kind of like, me putting the stepping stones to life and just being like, okay, go this route. And I see you, and I'm so proud of you. Like, I mean, every time I see you post anything, like, work-related or just you, I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm so proud. (laughs) Like, I love seeing other people evolve. Like, it's so rewarding to see more people, like, tapping into their true self. Like, you know? I, I'm calling upon the Scorpio ancestor. No, <laughs> I went to like the scorpion and I found out that it's related to the phoenix because it dies and it comes back. It loses, it like dies in one life and then it comes back in a different what? form. And I was like, that's basically how I live my life is in a evolved form. Everything's a learning experience for me to evolve and change that's awesome. On balance. So I know there's going to be negative and positive energies that come into my life. Yeah. It's my job to keep balance. And I feel like that's why yin yang is so sacred to me and why I love that symbol. Like it's the, the masculine and the feminine energy that combine in order to keep that balance. It was like, yes. So. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Think about it. You're actually constantly like in the life of a phoenix. Because if you ever notice, like that old you that you used to be when you were that old mm-hmm. person, that old friend, and like if you think about it, you they probably don't know the you now, which is like you probably are going through so many changes. So if you keep thinking about all these old past relationships as you've gone to the point of where you are now, you've constantly died and regrown and like with yourself into yep. like, a new form, a better self. Hence the clothing line you're Like I did. I don't know why, but that's always stuck with me. It's never, I've never wanted to change my clothing name to anything else. Like I know it has to say Royal Rebirth because that embodies me. And every time somebody sees it or says it, they're like, oh, I got one of your shirts rest. Like, oh, snap, skis. Like, I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and you manifest it. Because I was like, face. 18 or 16 when I started my clothing line and I was like okay wow we're gonna we're gonna like I didn't have nobody help like my parents didn't help me or anything I just went upstairs one day on my computer and was like hey, you know what I want to start a business 
because I'm tired of working for everybody. It's just like, <laughs> I have to start typing up plans and coming up with designs and stuff like that. Came downstairs and showed my mom. She was like, did you just get through doing this? I was like, yes. She was like, um, and she says I get this from my grandfather and like I, I sense some of that personality trait like come to me and I'm like, oh, snap. Like, this is Wow. So I'm like, wow. I was like. That is awesome. It's just, I don't know. And then I. That was such a young age. For real. Like, I, I still, I'm still focused about it. But I'm like, you know what, Roscoe, we're just going to take this. Like, a creative's job is never necessarily done because there's always adjustments and evolving and like re and life reoccurs basically it goes into right. of you're gonna go through this phase in your life again where you're like okay am I mentally ready to endure what I know that I need to endure in order for this dream to manifest poorly me right wasn't re- like I was ready but it was the rejection and the like putting all my trust into other people like oh well they said they'll buy a shirt one of these days and then that whole part of just like waiting on somebody it was just kind of like okay you know what I'm tired of waiting on people now now I'm to a point where it's like I don't create stuff to just create it for me I create it because it's a form of my art style evolving and that's what I want to start in with my club line because it's ever changing just like a rebirth you're born in you're being reborn into royalty and then yes I love that (laughs) thank you oh my gosh I love that and the the concept behind the name ah (laughs) pure artist (laughs) oh gosh okay (sighs) still got one last question we still got one last question of the pack okay okay so how did you how did how did you reach your most enlightened self if you haven't already i definitely don't feel like i've reached the pinnacle yet i feel like maybe i am maybe about 60 percent there I still have a lot of healing to do um, as far as letting go of things that no longer serve me and being my true authentic self. Um, I think I've always been kind of afraid to be who I really am. Um, I think due to, you know, like afraid, me being afraid of other people and how they would judge me or view me or any of those. But I've grown to accept all of my flaws and accept myself for how I am today so that I can prepare myself and open myself up to receive what I'm asking for. So I think that I'm almost there. Like, I'm, I'm human. So, you know, I feel like every day is a learning experience. And when I slip up, I'm just grateful that I didn't stay there. And I try to keep positive every day. So, what about you? That's a really good question. I want to say I feel like I'm not necessarily there. I'm at the 
breaking point of it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm perfect because not every king or queen was perfect. And because right. like failure is just a prolonged success. So I'm to, I love that. to the point where everything is just, it's aligning. And I feel like the universe is using everything in its power to help me. And it's been, I've been seeing that on post and like on pattern and co-star. Yeah. And the universe is using everything in its power to help you and just pushing you in. It is. So I'm like, I just, it's just more like being consistent and just being ready when the timing is right to just to do what I need to do. And I feel like that won't happen until after I'm done with school and I can put all my attention into that. The steps that I'm right. to get to that point is what I need to do and just making sure everything is aligned within my chakra, within my mindset, within my heart, and just kind of correlating that and just being like, okay, everything's in a row now. Now all we're waiting for is just your true potential to just shine through and just go with it. Like, I mean... You're going to be phenomenal. <laughs> I, like, in my artwork that I'm getting to a point where I don't overthink it and I'm just having fun with it and just doing Good. what my soul loves to do because everybody, I love to sketch. And like, if somebody's talking, normally I can sit there and just sketch and I won't even know what I'm sketching and that's okay. But most artists sit there and they come up with a concept and then they just go based off that. I'm not necessarily a concept type person. I'm more of a just go with it. Just let it flow, flow. Yeah, free flow, yeah. Because I feel like it'd be, it's better and it's authentic whenever it's free flow versus somebody who's like, okay, well, I got to look up reference and I got to like incorporate that. Yeah. So I do have to improve my drawing skills and like just like using reference to get make it more accurate to what I want it to be. But as far as like how my art makes me feel is where I'm getting to now, where I'm comfortable with my art and just being like, you know what, Roscoe, you did that. You produced that. That's amazing. So. Wow, that's so amazing. I'm so proud of you. You're going to be so phenomenal. Like as soon as you finish school and then like put all of your energy and time and effort into like your dream. In a skyrocket. You too. Like you just up here. You <laughs> the business though. Like I'm like hold up. Like <laughs> I've seen you on your journey, and I can say like I've seen your growth, and I've seen you like. Thank you. Like I see the universe within you, just like going like. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. That means so much to me, especially coming from someone who is so inspirational, like Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Of course, of course. Matt, Matt, I hope you didn't think we forgot about you. No, not at all. <laughs> You've been awesome. Oh, quite enough. Don't forget about me. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to hide from, like, the deep the deep truth of it all. Like, it's like if I'm quiet and still enough, if I just let 
outside the window. I'm on that tree over there. Don't see me. I'm you can here. manifest it, but it's not going to happen right now. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I guess I'll go for the last two questions. Because um, about that last one, like, how do you feel like when you're at, like, your most enlightened self? I kind of feel like it's like a point of, like, I would think I'm close, but I would never get there. And I'm saying, like, in a way of, like, you can't reach your dreams. It's more so of, like, you're always constantly learning. So that means you're always... Right. Learning. Exactly. So basically, that's perfect. It's never to be reached. It's to, like, constantly move and push further back for you to keep shooting forward. Exactly. Like, success is not even, like, prominent in this day. It's always ever-growing, just like artists are. Always- yes, it is. Mm. Oh, that was powerful. Oh my god, I love that answer. <laughs> right. See, there's wisdom behind him. The quiet. <laughs> the part about like what do you feel like your most spiritual self is like when like you like started to feel like that growth in you. I have to say it'd be like a few years back. And it's kinda like I was is I was going through some shit. So it's like, okay, <laughs> like I need to like stop and reflect and like I'm kind of going through like some self-destructive path. And it's like, I know this is like going harmful, which I kind of need oh. I have to go through my growth. And after that, I started like really doing better for myself. Like I like ate better, I worked out. So I was physically, mentally, and spiritually like growing myself all together at once. And so I noticed at one point I was like, okay, this is like a great heightened spot that I'm in where it's like, I'm told I'm well-conditioned and then, like, spiritual-wise, like, I feel very enlightened. Like, my soul feels like it's brighter. Like, I feel like I was mm-hmm. just brighter into myself. Like, wow. Boom. I feel like I just sent myself into the shadows and disappeared. But instead, at this point in time, I was like, I can actually, like, go into the room and, like, enlighten not only myself, but, like, also, like, others into the room and try to make things, like, more livid within, mm-hmm. within everyone else. That's beautiful. Yeah. Can I go back to the quiet now? Oh my god. <laughs> On that note, everybody. <laughs> our, our special guests, Brianna and Nicole, will be here. I really appreciate Oh my god. Audience. <laughs> It has been such an honor to be on here and to share my experiences with everyone. so everybody can follow you oh yeah so uh, I think on literally everything it's ivory smile um and yeah so that's instagram twitter tiktok if you're interested if you're into that kind of thing and then snapchat is actually citrus p with an extra a at the end Okay. And I'll make sure I'll write that in the podcast bio for y'all so y'all can go take a look and click on the links and everything. (laughs) (laughs) But again, guys, like we say here on Ready Let's Grow Podcast, unlock your, be like God and then unlock your inner God. So on that note, guys, peace out, namaste, and Hey. Stay lit. Stay lit. Burn slow. Namaste. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>